Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I am Mike. Thanks for taking a minute of your day to spend it with me today. And today is the day that on Paramount Plus, Scream 6 is out and available to stream digitally. If you have Paramount Plus, it's also available to buy digitally on video on demand if you want to go that route. But either way, on this channel, on this afternoon, we are going to do a full movie commentary for what Scream 6. What, what that means is I'm going to tell you when to press play on yours, and we're going to watch it together. Just to be clear, because sometimes people get really, really angry and want to gut me like a fish over it. The movie's not going to show here, because that would be illegal. But we'll tell you when to press play. We'll watch it together. And if you've seen it 100 times, like sometimes I'll watch commentaries, and I'll just like... I don't need to watch the movie as long as I know the movie so well, and I'll just listen to it. If you want to go that route, that's cool too. But yeah, it'll be nice to enjoy it together. We did this with five as well. We've got commentaries for all the screen movies. I just did a couple of uh, brand new ones uh for three and four that are on the Patreon. So yeah, let's enjoy the greatness that was Scream Six together. Um, so I'm gonna watch this on Paramount. Now, when you open it on Paramount, there is an ad. I let the ad play through. So if you let the ad play through, this is at starting at zero minutes and zero seconds uh, on Scream on Paramount. Here we go. Sucking, fucking, and touching. The movie has begun. You should be seeing the stars flying towards your face right now. Oh, there it is. You're on fire. It's early. I, my voice isn't ready to do my poor Roger Jackson impression yet. Ooh, I'm excited. How excited did you guys get when you're watching a theater and you hear that phone ring and this moment's happening after 28 and a half minutes of previews if your theater's like mine? It's a good time. Don't you put me on hold, you little bitch. I think it's don't hang up. Yeah, don't hang up on me, you little bitch. Also, I, I just want to eat at that restaurant. It looks like it's a fun place. That's a lot of tequila shots that lady's carrying. I love Samara Weaving so deeply. She's just the best. And apparently she was just acting as herself in this, which makes her even more endearing. Flirter. Honestly, it's it's a pretty good, pretty good app name. Is that the radio silence director as the picture of Reggie, by the way? I think that's one of the directors. And I think you see the other one on the train later. I could be wrong. It was going to be a fun night, too. She was she was hammering tequila shots before he even got there. So, and honestly. Oh, no, it's not him. I thought that was maybe Matt Obellini, Bellini, Taylor Johnson. Swift. Did it throw you guys off when she spoke Australian, which I guess she is. It, it did me. It makes no sense, by the way. Like, if that, come on, if she was their horror teacher, like, she'd be the last person on earth you wanted to kill if you were a college student. 
whether she gave you a C or not. Can a hungover 37-year-old take it? Because I would in a second. <laughs> that is me in every conversation I have, like just in the world. I somehow am awkward. And I'm trying to be normal. So naturally, I just bring up sex. Also, that relationship would never work. You will. That's like a terrible first impression, by the way, if you're a guy. And I know this because I'm terrible at directions. Like, if you can't even find out where you're going. Pretty sure women are like, this guy does not know how to take the lead. He'll never be an alpha. <laughs> and I could say that because I fucking suck at directions. I'm geographically simple Jack from Tropic Thunder. I've seen some people be like, okay, that's so stupid actually that she's actually would be dumb enough to walk into that alley. And to that, I say, look, people do, she's in an awkward situation, like a dating situation. She's trying to help the guy find out where he's going. Sometimes your molestical instincts, your social instincts kick in above your practical instincts i think so i think it makes total sense that she would fall for this honestly and she just had two shots of tequila you should see the things i do in dark alleys after having two shots of tequila can you hear this I love that you can hear the sound of the thing coming on, just like in five. Yeah. Do you hear? It's like, uh, uh. I love that. It's just creepy. Roger Jackson's the man. There's that Brian Tyler score. I miss Marcos Beltrami, but he does a great job. My God, that was quick. You didn't say God bless you when I sneezed. Bam! Sid, super bitch. Bitch went down. What a great line. And that's an awesome shot with the blood on the mask. This just blew me blew my face but it blew me away i was like what holy shit they're showing us Ghostface in the first scene is that good that's probably not good i don't know what it means and then later you find out that it was actually awesome 
It's a sweet looking robe too, bruh. <laughs> like, come on, that is such a shitty plan though. I mean, someone would have seen you. Just all nonchalant. I don't feel like you'd be that way the first time you murdered someone. I've only done it seven times, but on the eighth time, I'm hoping I won't throw up in the bathroom. He's just like chills, chills hell about it. Feeling good about himself. Very nightmare on Elm Street score right there. Stop flirting with Wednesday Adams, you piece of shit. With your mustache. Go back to Spider-Man. I'm kidding. He was good in this. I love how many movie hints there are. There's Psycho. There was Dracula. His setup's pretty sweet, too. And they even have him smart enough not to use the styrofoam heads because those are bad for masks. Also, I'm totally going to steal this idea and recreate this closet, but with less Samar weaving blood. Well, at least he's cleaning his fingernails, so he knows how to get away with the murder slightly, even though his clothes are literally in his bag and like the DNA's there. You know what? Whatever. Clean your stove. Ice nine kills on the fridge there. Why would you just go right into that not knowing who's on the other end of the phone? Tony revolving Dory. But that was an awkward conversation. I promise to never use the voice on you. Me too, dude. Is there alcohol in that? You could get addicted. Not even any salt or limes. Why is it in every movie, like, everybody drinks like they're fucking Bradley Cooper and A Star is Born? Jason takes Manhattan. Just be honest. You got a boner. I grunted. Last podcast on the left's up there too. Those guys are fucking hilarious.
They actually have a racing car steering wheel in their living room, and you want me to believe that they are serial killers? <laughs> Why are you divulging all this information over the phone? I have that stab poster. No big deal. Is that Fright Night on the left side? I can't tell. I'm going to set up cameras like that in my house just to watch what my dogs do all day long. Make sure that they're not ghost face killers. <laughs> that was a stupid joke. We hate movies. That's another podcast. I think I've heard them. Isn't his shirt something to do with like Italian horror too? I've never been able to get into Italian horror, like Giallo and all that shit. I just can't do it. I've tried. I know it's like a sin to say that. It just doesn't do it for me at all. Oh, God, I hope it's not Rosie O'Donnell. I love the way he says this. You're on fire. It reminds me of NBA Jam. It's like, boom, shakalakalaka. I want to hear a Roger Jackson voice a game of NBA Jam. Wouldn't that fucking rule? Oh my God, it's a spirit Halloween dead body. I actually love how they did that. It's very Dahmerish. Can you feel it? Huh? Oh, popping out. <sighs> okay, one of the greatest title drops. Including the Mike Shinoda. It's beautiful. What's the course? I fucked Greg. I fucked Greg. That's what I sing after I fucked Greg. Seriously, though, I have to do a re ranking of the openings, but that. To the top half, for sure. It's so smart how they just revert. They just fucked with everybody's ideas of what it could be and just did something completely brand new that nobody thought about or guessed. I love Henry Cizerny. I love how fast he goes from super caring guy to the second it gets inconvenient, he's like, get the fuck out. Ethan. Oh, 0400, Ethan. Even the way he says details. <laughs> I just want to listen to him read books. I want to find where's Waldo with him. I want to rub his beard. 
This is why I don't do therapy, despite multiple people telling me I need it. I'm afraid, like, once you just, like, divulge all your secrets, they're going to be like, actually, you have to go. Please leave. Did you? This, whoever does the sound on this movie is great. Like every little grunt and everything you can hear, it's beautiful. You can he even hear like his old man noises when he's like, oh, I can say that because I'm an old man. Ah. Oh. I have the most confusing boner I've ever had right now. Maybe it's because I'm not Randy. <laughs> what is he riding right now? Holy shit. Holy fuck. This is what it's like being on Twitter, by the way. Like, you give an opinion, and it's like, whoa, so you're racist? You're like, what? I said I like Kit Kat bars. Another soundtrack drop right here. He's like, I just survived a murder. But soon I'll have a knife in my nose. I do like this. There's several songs in the soundtrack I fucking love. The Menthol. Menthol. I think is the name of the song really good it plays at the party obviously the two main songs are really good um the mike shinoda and the um dermot what's her name demi lovato dermot dermot lovato duchovny See, this is why I can't direct movies because I would have went for the Sam Raimi shot right there when she's unlocking her doors. So I'm like, foo, 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 foo. I'm like, no, it's awesome. It'll be great. And it just totally would have taken you out of the movie. I like her shirt. I want to wear it. You guys think I could pull that off? With no pants, just dong hanging freely underneath. What? Was that, was that out loud? Sorry. Quinn has really good skin. Just going to point that out. It's so shiny. Who the fuck is Paul? That guy in the script um, is actually named Paul 2.0. Well, not in the script, but on IMDb. He's actually, his name's Paul 2.0. I just want to point this out, by the way, if this is your first time watching this movie, beware, because I might spout out who the killer is as we go, because I'm assuming most people have watched this already. So just be fairly warned. I'll probably reveal who the ghost face killers are before they are actually revealed. 
I have friends like that that say babe like every other sentence, but girls and guys, it's, yeah, I, I think it's kind of cringy too. That's not true. You guys have been banging. I synced it. What's going on here with these two? That dude's like rubbing his friend's head while he's making out with the chick. I know what you're doing. That guy's a bouncy ball. Hut, ball, pit. There's a panda. I've like I've been to like three parties like this in my entire life and they weren't house parties. But in movies like everybody that guy's got a cool scream mask. And this song's a good one too. Blow the whistle. They're going to do it. <laughs> this guy. You got to ask yourself the question. Like, is he really that bad of a guy? I mean, like, look, does he seem like a super fucking douche? Absolutely. He does. I mean, if he maybe like all I'm saying is we don't know that he didn't just want to have some fireball and had some in his room. Now, if he did that on purpose, this is the menthol song. It's great. I'm just saying he was trying to be polite, even if he, you know, it's, it's not like he was fully trying to like date rape or something like that. Maybe he got up there and was like, hey, I'm not going to take advantage of you while you're drunk. We don't know. We don't know. I fucking love Brianna this scene. There's this scene alone just says that he would just be a fun person. I fell in love with him in this entire movie, actually. He became one of my favorite characters. He's just trying to get his dorky friend laid. Everybody needs a friend like this when they're feeling down, you know? He's actually not that big. There's a lot of people taller him. Actually, he's a douche just for wearing those fucking shorts alone. <laughs> this song, Denzel Curry Walken, is a good song on the soundtrack, too. 
Okay. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Fuck that guy. He is a piece of shit. Just the way he said that. He called him risky business. <laughs> that was a great line. A great moment for Sam, too. Do you know what it'd feel like to get tased in the balls? You'd probably come blood. And that's not a pretty image, but we're watching a horror movie, so give me a fucking break, Dad. God! Seriously, though. There'd be blood coming out of those shorts. Ugh, God, it hurts to think about. She's got a point. She's got a point. I'm just saying. This is my wife after Packers games. You're not dealing with it. You're just shoving the pain down. Actually, she's like, stop fucking bitching about it. It's a football game, you loser. And I'm like, get back in the kitchen where you belong. I'm just kidding. She'd beat the shit out of me if I said that. I wouldn't even think it, ladies. I wouldn't even think it. I do most of the cooking around here. It's, it's true. Maybe not the, this week, but last week. She's, she's a good actress. Like She's even good at pretending she's drunk. <laughs> I've had women do that to me before. So. <sighs> that you know you're fucked when you get that. You'll never let me go. Oh no. I think that guy said it was Dr. Pepper, but that was clearly fucking water. I never noticed that before. And I can't rewind it, but the dude standing there in the skeleton costume was just like <laughs> the entire time. Stop whispering, Billy Eilish. I can't hear you. Honestly, she improved her outfit. Everyone looks better wet. You feel better wet, too. <laughs> you know, I added the Al Pacino because she got a big ass. You got your head all the way up it. Pay close attention, kids. <laughs> a lot of people will complain. It, it like oh, it had to be obvious. I don't think it was obvious at all. I thought they they laid the trap well. In a screen movie, you have to have red herrings. So her saying that her dad was the cop and all that, it seemed too obvious to be true. And then later on, they made it seem like it couldn't have been him with the whole scene in the park where he's with the kids while Gail's being attacked with her literal death. So I thought they did a good job. Whether you love the reveal or not, they did a good job hiding it. I don't think it was obvious by any means because they 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 dug the holes and then they filled them up. I thought I thought they did a good job. Brian Halloran, I think, from uh, Gaslight Anthem. 
Yeah, Day Rape Frankie was kind of a douchebag. It's true. He was all the way a douchebag. I actually really like this. Like, I like the, the relationship building they're doing. It's like friends, but in a good way. This reminds me of the song First Date. I want to fuck every dude in the room. This is what it's like hearing my kids talk to their friends. Please stop saying the word cock. I'm kidding. They don't actually do that. That's But they do curse too much. My middle schooler. And for me to say that, that's bad. You know? If, if this guy's saying you're cursing too much, you really need to tone it the fuck down, kids. Yes, I let my 13-year-old curse. Stop judging me. All right? She does it at school. But that was a mistake because then she couldn't turn it off. So then you'd be in public. She'd be like, hey, dad, how much of these fucking Fritos? And I'm like, we're in public. Calm down. Stop it. I really like Josh Shigeru's character in this. Like, he's just a weird dude. He's got a weird vibe to him, you know? He would be a, a, a trap. He would be a song on the Scream 3 soundtrack if he were a song. He's just a weird, strange. He's kind of, he's literally Jake Gyllenhaal from Southpaw. Like the way he acts, he's like, <laughs> like, he's weird and he's extremely attractive. And I'm not even into dudes. So there's that. But he also seems like a murderer. So he's perfect for this movie. He does try to be a little too lover boy in this scene, though. It's like. <laughs> I'd be like, this dude th says weird stuff in the bedroom. See, it's like weird kind of like end of watch Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like, don't tell me about fame. I have a Twitch channel. I know all about it. <laughs> just the face when they realized like um shit <laughs> i like it because this is smart writing because that's exactly what you would do you'd be like that guy needs to get the fuck out of here right now like anybody i don't know i would have stopped at him i would have kicked everybody out that was anywhere near new This part's interesting to me as far as like 
where seven's going to go because she says she's like, I don't, you don't get to make the decision to just pick up and, and walk away from my college career. So, and that makes me wonder, like, you know, as far as where Scream 7 is going to take place, are they going to be like, hey, fuck it. I don't care if Ghostface killed half our friends and it's going to make it really awkward. We're staying in college, you know, or if they're going to be like, actually, I'm a little too fucked up. Why are you a Ghostface killer? The great Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney, whichever one. Doesn't he? It's he weirdly just kind of sounds like Ghostface when he talks. I'm afraid you're not. I just wish I had a manly voice like that. Okay, so this upcoming Ghostface attacks, one of the only things I don't like about the movie, I just thought it was kind of weak. Like, he just, this is the first time he's attacking them, and he just pops up, and she just is like, do the chop, and then they goes down. He gets, that's a, that's a nice touch, by the way, the fact that Richie's calling. It's kind of creepy, actually. Imagine if it was Stu. <laughs> Stu's, Stu's face. You said long and hard. Sorry. That guy's lucky he didn't get kicked in the nuts. He just shouldn't look that creepy walking down the street anyway. Shit, if you live in Arkansas, you can't even wear a Metallica shirt without getting accused of murder. Don't make promises you can't keep, big boy. This whole scene, compared to the rest of the movie, feels like it was made by a second unit director. I just didn't love that part. I don't know what it is about it. Just, But immediately, we switch back to tone, and like this is where Ghostface gets super Ghostfacey. There's a fucking line here, ladies. That guy's just ready to fight. A lot of people only thought that was one death. That was two deaths. The other dude just runs in like fucking Rowdy Roddy Piper, just like a dumbass, just like just gets stabbed in the neck and thrown aside. I might have a Cliff Huxtable sweater, but by God, I'm a NRA gun carrying member. Card carrying member. Where's the van? The goddamn van was supposed to be here. Ghostface is such a badass in this scene. I'm not saying it's cool to do this. I'm just saying I love the blur out moment right there. Kind of wish that moment wasn't in the trailer, but you got to put something in the fucking trailer, right? There's a lot of cores advertisement going on. Which is a weird choice because every time I think of course, I'm going to think of some guy getting shot in the face. You know?
it's funny to me in this scene they're so loud i'd be like i could tell exactly where they are when they start moving over the glass you can hear it so clearly She that she's such a good actress, man. Just little stuff like that. Just even though the way she like shows fear and cries there for a second, Jenna Ortega is such a good actress. And so is Melissa Barrera, by the way. And who the fuck would drink Coors Edge? That shit sounds disgusting. Every time I watch this scene, I just think of Steven Seagal and uh, Alpha Justice. I think it's Alpha Justice where he kills like 12 dudes in a convenience store. That'd be a fun video, dude. Like top 10 convenience store scenes in movies. You definitely have Dust Till Dawn in there. You would have Hard to Kill or uh, Alpha Justice. This scene would definitely go in there now. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Encino Man. Meet Group. How did he get out so fast? Oh, I guess he probably shot the door open. You know, I haven't really thought about it until now, but the whole leaving the masks behind at each scene, I don't really understand the point of it. Like, I mean, I guess maybe they didn't know it was going to lead back towards the shrine or whatever, where they could show off all that stuff. Maybe it's just to fuck with them. Maybe I'm just stupid, and there's an obvious reason. Maybe that shirt fits Dermot Mulroney really nicely. I can't iron. I thought this was a neat writing tie-in, by the way, that she uses the therapist as the alibi, and then him being Ghostface goes to the to the therapist, kills him, and takes her records like that. I just thought that was a, a nice little writing. That was a smooth writing path. God, it's so insufferable. Like, here's the thing. They have to include lines like that just because fans are so picky about movies now. Like that whole and that whole session, right section right there. If she didn't say that line where it's like, oh, so my friend's dad just happens to take our case, you would have heard about it nonstop from people picking apart the movie in every way they could. So you mean to tell me that in the NYPD your friend's dad? So they have to like add all these little things in there. When really you can just deduce that it's a movie. But they did it there with that dialogue. But there's so many things about this movie that I've heard people complain about that are so fucking nitpicky. That The kind of shit that we used to just let go and understand that that's a part of the movie in the past, I feel like. I feel like we're overjudgmental of movies these days. I just do. Specifically Scream. Oh, Kirby two times. I don't know what that means. It just sounds good.
Let me ask you guys a question. Does Kirby feel to you like the same Kirby from four? She does in a sense, like it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but there is like some sort of like smart ass pizzazz missing about her. Now getting stabbed in the stomach and watching all your friends die. will do that to you. There's some PTSD involved in that, which obviously that's changed her as a character, as a person, but I don't know why, but I feel like that could come into play later. The fact that they were in the same school at the same time. It seems to me like that line was in there on purpose for a reason. I even like the way that guy says bodega. Now, if you wanted to get picky, you could say, well, they would never let you work a case that involved you, but it's a movie. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Your butt looks great in those jeans. That was rude. I love the music drop right there. This feels so scream right here. Wearing a pantsuit. Again. This was... Damn. Bitch went down. Sid. Super bitch. I'm torn on that. I'm like, it was a little hokey, but it was also kind of funny. That could come into play later, too. I'm not saying Gail's going to have anything to do with anything, but just the fact that she tried to sell the movie rights. How fucking low can you get, Gail? This is why the wrong kid died. A, the fact that she wrote about that shit, and they are right, by the way. B, the fact she didn't ever write the Dewey book, at least. And I meant to write, ask Guy Busick about this when I had him on the show. I just ran out of time. But, like, did she write the book? Because on her shelf, there's no book about Dewey. I just feel like Gail, she had this arc in five that was like, oh, I've seen the light. And because of Dewey and what happened to him, I'm going to change and I'm going to become better. And then in six, she was just like, actually, I just went back to being good old Gail. And I get the idea of going back to who Gail is as a person. Like, she's ruthless and they wanted to get back to that and not go away from it. But I also think there's a possibility that that's going to tie into a later arc. Do I know that? Fuck no. Am I wrong? Wrong. But I just, I don't know. And again, uh, it's just one of those things. I just feel like Dewey would have been such a bigger asset to this movie than Gail was. Like, Gail had that great moment in the apartment scene. And it was an awesome scene. It was well done. It really kept you on the edge of your seat. You thought they were going to kill her. They did an awesome job. But as far as the rest of the story goes, I just feel like Dewey would have just, I think he would have added something to it. I don't know. Like, I, I just, I wrong, I just feel like the wrong kid died. But Gail did have that moment talking about the mom thing with Sam that I really, that, that, that scene got me teared up the first time I saw it just because of the, you know, family issues and stuff like that. But that. Yeah. 
God, that would hurt. Nozzled you, my friend. Totally nozzled you. Owie. That was a cool ass death scene. I think it was my second favorite in the movie when we ranked all the kills. I love that shit. The way it fucking, sorry for screaming. But the way Red Right Hand plays as they pan down from the top of the building to the next scene, that's so Wes Craven. I love that Radio Silence is smart enough to picture, to capture things like that. This was a tough one. I feel like as far as like points that you have to have in a screen movie, I genuinely think this scene could have been actually left as a deleted scene. Um, it just, it feels a little forced this go around. And it's kind of rough because, like, I mean, we've been in a franchise. That was kind of the same thing that Randy did in part three, part two. I did see some people complain, like, wait, how are we going to have this big speech about how main people are going to die from Mindy in this, and then they're not going to kill anybody off. And I'm like, I think, I think the writer's job with scream is to subvert your expectations. So if they're telling you, you're going to get one thing, expect something different. I, I thought that was on purpose. I'll tell you this. I want Chad's hoodie so bad. I'm going to buy one or just have one of my own made. I just haven't done it yet. I need to get on that shit. Every time they say Sally Hardesty, all I can think is how wrong they did her in every movie after the original. Specifically 2022, even though I love that movie. <laughs> That's the perfect response to that statement. You might know judo. Did anybody else get confused by that? Like I've never heard someone use juked in that in that reference before. I think it juked. I think of pressing the B button on Madden, you know? Spin move. That was kind of annoying the way she did that, to be honest with you.
like the way Jenna Ortega's like, shut the fuck up, pussy. <laughs> she totally Ryan Felipe paid his Freddie Prince Jr. in that moment. Do you think she was just eating lunch during this scene? Or maybe she's trying to go for a Brad Pitt thing. Like, I like to eat in my scenes. <laughs> Through the nose. You're really forcing this whole Sam storyline, Dermot. But you can tell you're in good shape because of the way you tuck in your shirt. Am I gay for Dimlin McDermott? Well, I'm not gay. But yes. Dance party? Ah, uh, the board that set everyone ablaze. Greg B kind of looks like Stu, to be honest. I'm reaching. God, I love the throwbacks, man. It's just nice to see him. Okay, Stu Mocker says death underneath it. Yes, it does say death. And everybody's like, told you, dude, Stu's dead. Stu's dead, fucking loser. Shut up, Matt. Stu's totally dead. They fix that later. And just one more time. My whole theory involving Stu involves that we've everyone thinks he's dead. His death was fake. F faked. It's fake death. Because it, it would make no sense if he was in prison. He would have been referenced at some point in the previous movie. So, of course, everyone thinks he's dead. Dude, look at that fucking hoodie. Now, I wouldn't look that good in it. That's a smooth-ass hoodie. I'm going to use the same logo, but it's just going to say, I don't look as good as Chad in this hoodie. That's your fucking business, Mindy. Go for. I think they did a really good job just making this crew, you know, tight together. Shut the fuck up, Trent Grimm from The Independent. Sort of a meta reference, I guess you could call this whole sub storyline, just the way that, you know, the media and everybody these days just vilifies anyone in an instant. But I don't think they went that deep with it. 
I mean, it's a part of the, it's of course, it's obviously a part of the thread of the movie and they get to that later on, but they didn't go too deep into it. And it's probably for the best because, you know, it would piss somebody off. Like, what are you saying that you agree with coal mining? I'm not going to lie to you. I keep thinking people in this movie have dandruff. But there's just my screen's dirty. <laughs> so whenever it shows Samantha's black hair, it looks like she's got a big piece of danger. <laughs> I should clean my 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 screens. They mentioned a lot of stuff about this being like kind of meta in itself because the way that people shit on her after five for no fucking good reason like just because they built her up as the next sydney everybody expected in five with her in a movie with sydney literally and gail and all these new people and all this stuff going on to like take charge of the franchise immediately and shit all over her especially being in scenes with jenna ortega who just blew up it's like everything went against her and she still did a decent job in the movie so I think there's a lot of meta stuff going on with the writing of this. And I think they've even referenced that before. And you know what? As I predicted, Melissa Brewer fucking rocked the shit out of this movie. So everybody who was a dick can suck a showed. You love to see it. <laughs> that face on that screen. I don't remember that. I've seen this movie three times now. I don't remember seeing that ghost face mask skyrocket scene. Maybe I was just looking at Josh Shakur with a shirt off. I got to get, I got to start doing it. Ab workouts, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yo. Hey, dog, get away from there. <laughs> that would be exactly how you would react to that situation, too. Like, I fucking see you, dude. I keep looking to make sure my battery's not dying because I'm going to have to change it at some point. So I take it that that is Ethan who was in the bathroom killing her boyfriend while she laid there like a like a weirdo. But then again, she was talking to him. I think that was just to throw off the viewers. But it actually makes more sense that that was her brother because, like, you didn't hear him open and shut the door right behind your head. I guess Ghostface is killing him right now. This is where it gets tough because Quinn's going to be dead in a second. She was just laying there chill as fuck. So amidst all this, somehow they're going to have to get the prosthetics on her, the blood, fake the whole death. It's like, y'all motherfuckers are so deaf, I had to send you a picture. How real does it look? It looks pretty real. Someone did it. Someone at least took a couple like Chris Nelson courses to be able to fake that death. 
and this is uh, it's got to be i believe ethan here doing the killings that was a smart touch by the way to steal the knives it's kind of shit you don't think about the way it twists the way it twists grab his dick and twist it the old dick twist ah god i hate that so much he made a c in her belly button That's literally what I act like when I get a small cut. I'm like, that's a lot of blood. I want to be honest with you guys. I think Mindy should have died in this movie. I, I, I don't. That guy's really, really fucking dead. That's one of the more realistic, like, put a cabinet behind a door while someone's trying to get through it scenes I've seen. Like, that just looked like the physics of that looked legit. A lot of times you're like, he could push the door harder than that if he wanted to. What a great camera moment right there. And I just, I love Josh Gere's character's whole, like, attitude in scenes like this. He's so goddamn helpful. You know what I mean? He's just a nice dude. I would have a beer with that guy. You're wasting so much time arguing about it. This is like when your wife won't decide what the fuck she wants for lunch. Like, we have the same four restaurants in town that we've always had. Just fucking pick one. I'm so hungry. It doesn't come from real life issues at all. It's probably the biggest issue in our marriage, which is a good thing. That and my constant drug use. <laughs> I'm kidding. I fucking, this scene was genius. What a cool idea. And for people who complain that Five didn't have enough chase scenes, this is for you. Look, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. Annika was never going to fucking make up. Like, she got straight up dewied with the twist and then the pull up. She was dead, which makes this scene all the more horrifying. Because when Annika's up on that ladder, I, I, I found myself thinking, like, just die. Like, if it was me, I'd be like, I just want to die because, like, I'm bleeding out. I'm up on this ladder. Blood's falling everywhere. I don't even want, you know what? Just, woo! I'm going to eat myself off this fucking thing. I would just run up to Ghostface and be like, will you please finish me? Because you cut a hole in my stomach. Such a great tense scene right here. Are you fucking do it! And it's, it's, we're so lucky that in the sixth fucking entry in a franchise, we're getting stuff this high quality and they're actually adding 
two of the best moments of the entire franchise. Still, it's beautiful. There's no reason for you to damage the, the windowsill. He's so violent in the way he's shaking it. Oh my God, that hurts my butthole. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to make it. Oh! The way it hits all the way down. Oh, God. Holy Mick Foley Undertaker, hell in a cell. It screams, so she might be alive. I don't know. The way he walked away was just so like, <laughs> I got one. I actually, I got two, technically. One of them's not real, but you get the idea. I've never seen Sam smoke before. But I mean, if there's anything that's going to make you smoke, it's that scene. Do you know what I mean? He kind of always has like the right answers. He it sort of reminds me like a, a Derek from Scream 2. I mean, technically, he kind of is Derek from Scream 2 in this, right? If the, if there were parallels, which the, the writer said that, that none of those parallels were actually on purpose. They just kind of worked out that way. But he's like a Derek from the streets. Who the fuck is Econ, by the way? It's not Internet Con, right? Because that would be Icon. But then again, they do that a lot fuck is econ but that is the perfect alibi like everybody knows i was there i was in front of hundreds of people so you just go oh well yeah i guess you're probably right if he said like greg knows you might think to ask greg but where he's like everyone saw me i don't think it was obvious that it was ethan is all i think that people who say that are lying I'm kidding, by the way. If you believe that, if you noticed it, good for you. So many questions about the process of how they fake that death. So many questions. But again, if you can fake that death this way, it's good acting by him in the scene, by the way. Both the character and actually, you know, Dylan McRoney. Some people think that's overacting, but honestly, like if you're a dad in that situation, you were being serious. That actually did happen. That's kind of how over the top you would be. Again. Dewey could have shown up and be like, hey, I, I came all the way. I, I, th I flew coach. <laughs> I just I think that would have fit better. I convinced Sydney to stay because I lost Gail. I'm not going to lose her too. That's another way to fucking, you know what I'm saying? To keep Sydney out of the situation. 
That's a very weird choice of shirt, Kirby, but welcome. Just like a, a counter at a Saul Good restaurant. What the fuck is a zygote? Why is there a couch in the street? That's where I'm putting my little evidence marker. This seems strange. <laughs> I never noticed that. Look behind you. Chad keeps fucking with Mindy and like poking her in the ear and shit. And that was a Gale red herring. They did that on purpose, I feel like, which is smart. You always got to lay out the red herrings for everybody. Gail being in on it does make sense. I mean, they did it in Scream 3, the original Aaron Kruger script. Um, she wasn't in on it, but she was actually the reason for it because Sydney's dad, Neil Prescott, Denim Dan, uh, was angry at her because of what she... Oh, my God. You know what I just realized? You could predict that possibly Scream 7 will bring back not only Sydney, but they may do that route with Neil Prescott as the killer because they mentioned the movie rights earlier in here. And... Uh, that's the plot of that unmade Scream 3 script. Did a whole video about it that you can check out on the channel. But yeah, he was pissed at Gail for publicizing all the shit that happened to his family. This is this was a stroke of absolute genius from the writers and everybody. The fax machine from 3. It would be so easy for them to have to go back. Hey, that was my boyfriend who got shot, or my friend who got shot in the dick. Um. But poor Steve. God, I want that stab shit so bad. Um, Principal Henry. Hey, man, the video store stuff. There's Billy's shirt. Um, but it was a genius idea. A franchise that's that's so meta, and you've got so much going on, and you're trying to do your own movie. To just tie the meta-ness into the plot was genius. A lesser writer, lesser creators, a lesser production team would have just thrown in corny fan service. This tying it into the plot and wrapping and putting all the sequels in there is just a stroke of fucking genius. I don't think we appreciate it enough. It's one of the reasons this movie is so good to me. They're like, hey. You don't mean that. There's the TV that didn't kill Stu. And Mindy with her like doing this stuff. I'm be I would actually be like, you know what? You're actually not a cop. I can do whatever the fuck I want. So eat a butt. But he's the killer. So obviously he wants to be there. Billy! I don't love the dialogue in this scene. He goes zero to ten too fast. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. The second time he shows up, I thought it was way more natural and way better, though. I just didn't like that scene there. Just like, what the fuck? 
Stop being weird, daughter of Billy Loomis. Do you guys think that's ever going to go anywhere? Like, I, I'm not saying it should. I'm not saying I want it to. I'm not saying they're wrong for doing it. But do you think the hints that, like, he's a part of her is ever going to lead to her actually becoming the killer? Or do you think it won't? I just hope they don't go Dexter with it. Like, she becomes a ghost face to stop other ghost face. It was way too Dexter for me. Hey, shout out to the costume designers in this movie, by the way. All their outfits are dope as fuck. Their hair looks great. Um, it's the exact opposite of Scream 3, where everyone looked like a fucking Spice Girl. If you believe he's dead. God, I was so happy they said that. I do want to kind of be like, you guys know that people don't do this in real life. You're like, oh, you're like, horror? You're like, yeah, but you do. It's like, oh, cool. So I'm like, I'm going to test you on your horror skills. <laughs> I always thought this was a little bit heavy handed, kind of magoo. Both. <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't love it. I get what they're going for, though, and I appreciate the attempt to throw the, the meta movie references in there, but yeah. I can't believe her sister's smoking when she has asthma. How fucking rude can you get, Sam? Jesus. God, I want everything in that room. Those stab posters behind him look sick. Come back here and help me dust this room. It's disgusting in here. This is really good writing in this scene, by the way. And then the music. Now silent, Bob. There it is. I get chills. It gives me fucking chills, okay? I'm sorry. What do you want from me? Oh, I missed it. Excellent writing here, too. To give Kirby's character some... Good writing. But first, who wants a corn dog? <laughs> I don't know why it just seems like it's like I'm hungry. Let's get a corn dog. He's he's got some sort of Doctor Chalice from Halloween Three vibes to him. Maybe that's why I like him so much. Want to go to the ball game and get a hot dog?
Mountain Dew and Cheetos is the best fucking snack. Minnie's got a good point, though. That is a that is a hardcore action movie, like drama or suspense movie trope. The whole fucking like, oh, he hung up just before we could track him. Nice meta touch there. I can't. I just there's something off about Mindy in this. Movie. I loved her in the first one. I'm just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a hater. I just want to look that cool once in my life with a fucking earpiece and a and a ball cap. Was that guy an eyeball? What was going on there? He's still alive. <laughs> I always forget about that fucking thing. You're going to die, you know. No, you're going to die. That guy's a clown. Okay, John Wick. This was a great scene to just really set up. You're like, oh my God, Dermot Moroni's not the killer because he's here and the killer's at Gale's, right? I mean, obviously there could be multiple killers, sure. But that scene was kind of like, it just, it did a really good job creating doubt for the entire situation. Oh, here's that nameless, faceless Tinder date. Like, I just, everything about Gail's character in this thing, it's not that she's written poorly. That's not what I'm saying, because she, that's Gail. But it seemed like she was disappointing in her almost, because, like, she had this arc built up in five. And now she's, like, she's with that guy. She doesn't give a shit about him. When he dies, she's like, yeah, I guess those muscles didn't help. Whatever, like, kicks and spits on his body on the way past. Nice of them to not only give us the Gale phone call, but also to it, nod to it. Listen to this phone call. This phone call is so much more personal than any of the other Ghostface calls, aside from how Ghostface talked to, to Dewey. This is why I think that this is fucking Stu on the phone. I know. Imagine this is Stu. It makes sense.
Look at him getting injured by supposedly Quinn. Seems like someone who's also I'm using that for my screamo band. There's no fucking way Quinn did that. Although at least proportionately sized, it kind of makes sense. Listen to this whoosh when Ghostface goes over the couch. Another great chase scene, by the way. They were like, we heard y'all like chase scenes, so we put some chase scenes and chase scenes. You don't have kids. Why do you have such a complicated locking system on your gun? He has some great lines in this game. There's that picture again that's so confusing because it just looks like she's making out with Adrian Grenier from Entourage. <laughs> hey, by the way, you fucking miss me. Roger Jackson's so good in this movie. Awesome line. This is what I'm talking about. See, she could give a fuck. <laughs> this is a really smart moment. What? Did you hear that? Uh! That fucking hurt. Awesome musical drop right there, too. Oh, I really thought she might die in this scene.
Yeah, you, you learn some Krav Maga when you've been attacked this many times. And she would have died just like Dewey did, too. And then that. Great moment. It's so pointy. It's so veiny. All right. Then you knew she wasn't going to die. But still, like, I thought that they were going to. And I actually agree with the writers with not killing her off. I agree with them for not killing anybody off. I think that maybe they should have made it seem a little less like Mindy and Chad were going to die. I actually, I do think I would have killed Mindy off because that scene would have been, that scene was so scary. It felt like it kind of capped it in a way by having her not having her survive that. And it would have made the rest of it, all, all the other survivability make more sense. It's not that I want Mindy to die at all, but um, if they had killed Gail off, it would have been such an obvious, like every movie we're going to kill one legacy character off. And I feel like that would have been too on the nose. So I actually agree with them not killing off Gail here. I just think that the wrong kid died and she should have died in five. And then Dewey should have survived this one. People get so mad at me when I say that too. They're like, she is an icon. I'm like, okay, cool. But like, she's a character in a movie and I feel like she should have died. <laughs> so I don't know what you want. She's actually like her, her character arc happened eight times already. And she's still kind of the same after, at the end of the day, after all that. So just to me, it makes way more sense that Dewey, someone who, you know, is a protector who all this stuff really means something to him. And it's not just a book sale. It just seems like, but I, I I like what they did with her character as far as being the the mother type character to Sam though. Maybe they kept her alive because she's going to eventually have something to do with the killer. Whether she's the main, maybe she, or maybe whether she goes off the reservation, which is hard to see, but or she is the main motive because someone wants to make her pay. Like again, Neil Prescott in the original, they could go back to that Aaron Kruger script. That line, I feel like it's a reference to all the fans being like, I want to see Ghostface actually get away with it at the end for once. And I still want to see that. There's so many things that we, and this is the scene, by the way, that in the trailers that they were like, we're going to lure him in. They That robotic, like, in the, it was so awkward. You remember that? We're going to lure him in. <laughs> is that like a robot said it? Because they were clipping so many scenes together. Um, I love the moment here between Mindy and Chad, by the way. Again, just they did a great job. <laughs> I even like the way he responds to that. I just love Josh Aguirre's character. He's just like, I would do whatever's cool. You know, he's such an amicable son of a bitch. And he seems like the last person that would be. Why couldn't they just do that instead of the we got it, Lord heaven?
He makes a weird face right here. <laughs> He's setting him up. And it gives us an awesome excuse to show off all these awesome costumes. I am not going to make you guys go through the rigmarole of picking out every single costume and pointing out what movie they're from. It's just redundant at this point. You know what I mean? How are you guys going to stop Ghostface if you can't even arrive at a subway at a, at a proper time? Ninety six, as in nineteen ninety six, as in West Craven's Scream, nineteen ninety six. That probably wasn't on purpose at all. Maybe it was. I don't know. Pop a good guy in the back. He's like, God damn, you guys are fucking mean. He's kind of got a denim damn thing going on himself there. <laughs> Let me know when we get to nine. I'm going to throw up. Um, but this scene that they're about to show here, my point is, is that it's not that I want Mindy to die at all. It's just that I thought, I think they showed the other director, Tyler Gillett right there with the glasses and the curly hair. I could be wrong, but it seemed like they showed him for a split second. Um, but you know, I think that, the scene just would have been more impactful and it seemed like she died in that scene. You know what I mean? Like it just would have worked and it would have made it more believable that Chad survived and that, that Gail survived and the way she just shows up at the end, like bouncing, bouncing all around. It just seems like it was a, it was just a step too far for me, even though, you know, don't get me wrong. Not a step too far. I still love the movie. It's just one of those tiny things that I agree with. But again, I say the same thing. Like, yes, the movie has tiny falls. That's why I gave it like an 8.5 and not a 10. But I just I look at movies overall as like the entire vibe, the entire experience as a whole, not like how tight was the plot. That's the only thing that matters is how tight the plot is. And if it's not completely tight, then, you know, uh, it's a piece of shit and I'm never going to enjoy it. I'm just going to complain about it all the time. It's like movies can have plot holes. It, it's OK. Did, did, how was the entire experience? Can you suspend belief enough? If you can, then you're good to fucking go. You know, it's not like they. Gave anybody laser beam eyes. And I'm not trying to poo-poo anybody's stuff. I'm just saying, like, in general, I think these days with, you know, the internet and stuff, like, we just tend to, like, let, we tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know? 
And it is frustrating, yes, because like if we can see these, then the people who made the movie should be able to see the tiny little plot holes or the the inconsistencies or like this person definitely should have died or like how do you survive that? Yes, the very easy problems to fix, but I feel like a lot of movies that are sequels get scrutinized for stuff like that way more than original films do. I feel like it happens a lot more than we think. And that's just, I mean, that's just my take. I still love the movie Ticket Rocks, even though there are some plot holes and whatnot. What the fuck was that dude supposed to be? I think I saw Children of the Corn People in there. Or maybe Midsommar. It's like, hey, some of you guys just have really bad costumes. This scene is actually, I found it to be like one of the scarier screen moments in a while. Like it's very hard to make a sticks movie in a franchise have a scary, scary moment with a character, but I feel like they did a really great job with this scene. I mean, the first time I watched it, I was like, this has actually got me kind of sweating a little bit. Like this is tense. Put yourself in her shoes. It's like those cat videos where it keeps getting closer. Shit. I think I hit my microphone. That motherfucker just disappeared. I synced it. And the first time I saw this, I thought he easily could have pulled the knife out and just slit her throat and stabbed her a couple more times. But I think that would have made it too obvious. He was trying to get away with it. That heartbeat, too. And he did give her two stabs. Either that or he pushed it in deeper. If that was supposed to be her heart, it's not beating fast enough. My heart beats that fast when I like have a puff of a cigarette or like macaroni and cheese. Everybody in this subway's on Xanax. Is that Top Gun over there? Okay, so everybody's like, I've seen a bunch of people say, why would he help her if he's Ghostface? This is so stupid. And it's like, she's clearly still alive. If they, they were going to have CCTV video of this, probably, if he's just going, <laughs> by the way, I'm fucking Ghostface. Obviously, the jig is up, you know? He's, he's pretending because he's clearly there on the train. He has to get away from the situation. And it worked because she thinks he's not the killer. What is the dude with the blonde hair? Is he Steve Jobs? I 
Another thing I don't understand is that everybody's talking about Kirby's wig. Like, it looks like real hair to me. I guess I'm a fucking idiot. Again, he's so the Derek character from Scream 2, just like Derek from the streets. He's like real world Seattle Derek. <laughs> I don't love that line. It was a little too on the You're not Woodsboro. <laughs> but again, what an amiable guy. All these people are being dicks to you all the time, and you're nothing but supportive. I hope in seven they let him into the fucking friend group. He's earned it. I'm going to be pissed if, like, yeah, new guy dumped me or whatever. That is on my, I'm putting that on my fucking list. Josh Shigura in Scream 7. God damn it. Well, you're kind of making it seem like your ghost face, which is on purpose because she's a total red herring. And I did call that shit of my predictions for this. I thought Kirby was going to be one of the main red herrings of the movie. Kirby and Sam, I think I said, and I was right. I did say that I thought one of the sisters would die. I was wrong. But then again, nobody expected everybody to survive. And going back to my point about earlier, I think they made a good decision with that. Like, I do. Like, should a couple of the kills, you know, and like Mindy has said, but I, I won't say I would have made the same decision because clearly I said I would have let Mindy die in that scene. But I like what they said about after... I think he's really good in this scene. He was way better in that scene than the first scene. A little more subdued. But, um, again, why am I so turned on right now? Um, <laughs> but the way that like, they're like, everyone survived the first movie. Like, the main characters did, you know? And that's not technically true, because I guess you could say Tatum didn't survive, and she seemed like she was one of the main cast or whatever. But, like, Randy, and a lot of people survived the first film. And after killing off Dewey, and whatnot in five they wanted to kind of have the, their happy ending scream and i feel like killing dewey earned them that so in a way it feels like dewey's still protecting the characters and the way that he died so that they could survive this movie and it not seem like there are no stakes so i totally get where they're coming from i really do Now, watching this, did you guys think, okay, holy shit. Kirby's at least one of the killers. Now, I, he wasn't off the hook yet because he could be along with her or whatever, but like, it seemed like Kirby was one of the killers at this point, and it was almost a little bit disappointing. Not, I mean, the, the storyline makes sense. The plot would make sense. They could write a good monologue for her, no doubt. But like, it was almost like, oh, damn, that came quick. That came really, that came almost too fast. I almost feel dirty. Like, what kind of perverted shit is this, you fucking perverts? Who filmed this? Yeah, I'm grossly itching my ear right now. I apologize. These earbuds make my ears itch. Stop being so hot, you two. 
Just kiss already. See, you got to be careful with those quick kisses. You don't want to Mark Wahlberg someone's face. You know, when he kisses someone, like, in a movie, he's like, oh! Just, like, swallows their whole soul like a deadite. Here he comes to wreck the day. Chad whoops the mass here, and I kind of like it. Bam! It was a realistic punch, too. Because, like, sometimes you fall over when you're not good at punching. That was a nice reference to when Dewey shows up at the door with the mask in the original. Ah! You're a kill box. Who uses words like kill box? Hardcore, hardcore. <laughs> now, the first time I saw that, I was like, that really took the tension out. But the second time, I was like, I actually love that, that line. The beheadings and the smile for the camera. Now, when I saw this scene in the trailer, I thought this was like a New York City street. I, dude, Chad is a ballsy motherfucker in this scene. And I love the teamwork right here. What a well-shot scene. Jenna got her some, too. This was dumb. Ah! Okay. So there's your fucking kidney. I think. Oh, kidney again. Seven. Nine. Ten. Eleven. 12. Unless some of those are coming out. Great acting in that scene. Oh my god, that's a cool moment. I love that moment so much. Hey, great acting by Chad in that scene. It seemed like he really fucking died. B, they said they actually took stabs out of that scene because there was even more stabs in the original. And there were even they were like, it's just too unbelievable. So they they recognized how extreme that was. But honest to God. The same excuse I have for Stu being alive. I used to watch these shows like I survived. And like people survive crazier shit than that every fucking day. Great line right there. She's so good in these movies. They both are. That's actually kind of a dumb character moment because you were just standing in ghost face. It's really not me, Jim. But then again, He's still a good actor, even though he's about to reveal himself anyway. <laughs> what a great callback, too. Like, people don't give this movie credit for little stuff like that. That was a great callback moment. It's like, oh, shit, behind you. It's like, no, not behind me. Okay, Ghostface on the le left is doing too much head movements. <laughs> I love him in this, dude. He's very much Timothy Oliphant in the reveal moment. People say he's over the top. I don't think so, man. I think he crushes this whole scene. 
Stop saying juke. Not a huge fan of Ethan. Just going to be honest. I got so disappointed because I was like, oh my God, it's going to be fucking, it could be stupid, it could be anyone. It's going to be someone special because everyone's here. And by the way, she went straight to Mindy. That's going to cause some friendship issues if Mindy finds out. I was so disappointed when it was her. I was like, oh. See, her composure during the reveal is a lot better than the Ethan actors was, I feel like. That's loose. Like, again, I get the idea of why they were doing the mask. It just seems like a lot of work. Don't tell me to business, my business, devil woman. That actually looks painful. I will fucking Debo you with this brick. I have read accounts. She's got a good point there. It's also very easy to convince the world that you work on the screen set and are named Clips Comprehend and know what's going on and make a bunch of people believe you. I do like that they wanted to get away with it and they didn't have the worst plan, I feel like. Because he did a pretty good job setting her up, if we're being honest. You don't say that. Hey, you don't say that. Would you stop fucking doing that? You really rude. All right, so my battery's getting ready to die, so I'm going to switch it out. At one forty three thirty.
He was a virile young man. That's actually footage of um, Jack Quaid, by the way, when he was younger, I think. Look, they ha- they made a point to show Ethan in that scene, which some brought up, and it's really interesting. I think he was the one in the beginning who said, who gives a fuck about movies? Because I think he's slightly jealous of Richie and his dad. This whole family's way too close. Not a, not a great girlfriend, though. Tell you that. Tell you that right fucking now. That was a great line. It's a great moment, really. <laughs> you don't say that oh god that's and she spits out teeth here in a second oh, god, yeah. michael myers run by it's like hey i need these for a bathroom scene later thanks again in the same spot it she takes that shit and doesn't even check on her. You're like 20 minutes. They'll just be hanging out like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, Hayden's over there leaned out. Get it. Saw the top story overalls there, too, for a second. All right, John McClain, let's let's go. I just love how sadistic he is. It's a great action scene right here. Pretty good line. That was kind of fucked up. That was Ethan's shining moment for sure. Was that thing for you, Sid? You're missing some teeth. Oh, yeah. What great writing is this? That they're the way their story and their art culminates in the action. I just hate it that she drops into a knife stab. It's like no one gets away without a couple knife wounds in the stomach. She's been stabbed more in a fucking pinata if they didn't have a bat that day. in the mouth region and then he twists it she twists it 
She should have said, like, suck me, beautiful. <laughs> American pie. Oh! Awesome moment. Awesome moment. And amazing acting once again. And she's a fucking badass in this scene. If I give you the funk, you going to take it? Everybody said that this scene's really dumb because he runs at her with the gun instead of that. But she just killed his daughter in front of him. So I think he snapped. Because I agree, like in a normal, you have a gun. Why are you running at her with a gun? But I think he snapped. And then again, he may have been out of bullets too. Maybe he knew it because he fired at her from afar too. Well, no, he's not out of bullets because he used the gun here in a second. Shit, fuck, fart. But it does make sense to me. He was... No, no, different gun. See? Ha-ha! This whole setting just provides such a badass ambiance. I love it. Hello? Do you Sudoku? <laughs> Sounds like your dad when you ask him for 20 bucks if you can go to the mall. <laughs> 20 bucks to go to Hot Topic. He kind of just sounds like Ghostface, doesn't he? Poetic that you're going to die in it. That sounds like your dad, too. Stop fucking around. You're going to be late for the bus. What beautiful fucking cinematography. And she goes ham on his ass. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's never going to play Nintendo 64 again. That's how I eat a Reese cup. I go all the way around it. Well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Let's be honest. He he wasn't surviving that anyway. Damn. You you already killed him. You fucking filleted him. He looks like his arms are pork loin at this point. I see now the rain is gone. Oh. Gnarl sparkly. <laughs> the way she looked at her. But again, I mean, she just stuck her knife in a dude's throat and twisted it. So she's just as fucked up. 
that's foreshadowing i think too towards the next movies when she's like i'm i'm fucking not okay i'm not okay i'm not okay shit's gonna get weird i like that we get two red right hands that's a nice touch But this is what I'm talking about. Hayden Pinteri's character, Kirby's over there bleeding to death. And they're just like, hey, you want to sit down and talk about sports? I like the part where you stab that guy in the throat. That was cool. They both have amazing skin. I don't know what it is. Whoever did the skin in this movie... Like, can you help me out? I'm old and crispy and I drink too much and I need some of whatever spray that is. Okay. I'm all right with him being alive, but the fact that he's screaming after having a knife in his throat is a little much. All right. There's this whole thing where people are like, Stee, they showed that he died from the TV to prove that Stu died from the TV, and you fucking Stuthers should stop talking about it. Well, let me tell you something, my friend. There is Stu Lives merchandise right below this video right now that you can check out. And number two... How many people survive in this movie? They literally showed a faked death in this movie and how easy it could be. If anything, this movie says that Stu's death didn't happen. So, way off base. Thanks, maybe you'll be nice to me now. And we can play Call of Duty. This gets a little crazy. I'm so glad Chad survived because like I really enjoyed him in this movie and when he died I was like god damn it they fucking take my favorites every fucking movie at this point but again Mindy just jumping around like oh, I'm on drugs it's just I was like this is too much you just got fucking stabbed like 18 19 minutes ago tops you were in a subway getting stabbed in the stomach By the way, that image of him in that chair fucking leaked on, on Reddit like months and months ago. Or was it somebody in a body bag? I can't remember. I think it was blurry enough you couldn't tell if he was in a body bag or not. Also, he's trying to breathe through that. You think? You look fine. I mean, like I injured my back and I can't go to the gym, but she gets stabbed in the stomach and 20 minutes later, she's just bouncing around. But again, it's just a part of the franchise, man. People get stabbed in the stomach in this franchise. She's got to learn to live with it. Going forward, though, I think they should actually add that into the meta-ness of it all and be like, this time, no one survives or some shit like that. I think it's a nice setup for seven. I really do. I think all this is on purpose. This, I just don't know. And they, they do such a good job with these films where you could take that story further or you could be like, hey, we completed the arc. 
She leaves it behind. The Demi Lovato hits. Hey, guess what? She's overcome her demons. Or are we hinting at the future? It's a beautiful shot right there, by the way. I eat Cheetos at midnight, even though my wife thinks that I'm trailer trash with Mountain Dew. I don't know. My wife does hate Mountain Dew. That's true. And Cheetos. I don't know what her problem is. Um, but there's nothing wrong with Mountain Dew and Cheetos. And there's nothing wrong with this song. It's a fucking banger. And there's nothing wrong with this movie either. I love it. I love it so fucking much. The sixth movie in a franchise. Watch this. Awesome. Um, and it's still fucking rules. Scream is the best, man. Goddamn, we're lucky. We are lucky, folks, that we live in a time where a six movie in a horror franchise kicks this much ass, despite its its little issues. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Do you guys think they're ever going to go anywhere with the Samantha thing? Do you think we'll ever see her actually be Ghostface? She recently said, Melissa Barrera, that she would like to be Ghostface. Um, let me know. Let me know all your thoughts um, on God. No, don't please. I, I don't want to know. I just want to know what you think about the Scream franchise. And uh, so I'm going to go watch the special features. Going to listen to the uh, going to watch it again uh, with the Radio Silence commentary. See if there's anything fun to talk about in there. And we'll be back with more screen content. And if you enjoyed this, guys, there's almost a hundred of these. Uh, not not video, but audio that you can pair with your movie or whatever. Uh, there is a video one with me and Jay doing Cable Guy. But like, there's almost a hundred of these on our Patreon in the link down below. Not my dick. Um, but you can click on that too. But no, in the link down below, there's a, a link to our Patreon with almost 100 different commentaries, fresh Scream 3 and 4 commentaries on there. And I'm going to be doing commentaries for the entire Scream series, and they're going to be on there. So if you guys want to check that out, please click on our Patreon down below. Thank you for hanging out with me and watching this. I had a blast, uh, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. I love your fucking faces. Have an awesome day. Halloween never ends, suck my fucking dick, and I don't really care what Blumhouse fucking says. Put him in a box, or suck a fucking cock. You can say he's dead, but we all know he's not. Yeah. So let's go trick or treating, let's go fucking drinking, let's all go in pumpkin head on VHS. Cause Halloween never ends, Halloween never ends, Halloween never ends. Yeah.